is good, he said. Seven days after leaving you, we passed through drop hole gamma one, two, three. It had already been taken by General Rommel, so our passage was unhindered. Sixteen days after that, we approached gamma one, one, four. This drop hole was controlled from a nearby moon and guarded by a contingent of colonial marines. I sent three of my six attack ships to neutralize the marines guarding the hole while I took the Aaron Percival into orbit about the moon. Resistance was heavy, but no match for our soldiers. We lost more than a hundred xenomorphs, but no ships and no rage personnel. Success was complete. We dropped a day later, and currently we are approaching Gamma 98. Sensors indicate that it's controlled from an orbiting station and also guarded by independent military contractors. With no colonial marines present, the engagement might take on a new interesting perspective. I'm looking forward to another fight and fully expect success within the next two hours. At current progress, I anticipate two more drops and arrival at Weaver's World within 18 days. Then my true mission will begin. We are preparing for our arrival, and following our taking of Gamma 98, I'll conduct a full inspection of troop preparation. For the glory of the rage, I serve you, mistress. He paused feeling the need to express some deeper form of love and devotion. But he knew that Mistress Maloney would not wish that. She'd see it as a weakness in his android psyche. Duty and dedication to the mission were enough. Instead, he deactivated the recording device before saying, My heart and soul to you, Mistress. Mishima's room fell silent. A green glow from the comms point indicated that his message had been stored, and he knew that Jacobs would be preparing it for a subspace transmission. Send it immediately, he said. Yes, General. And have Kilmister meet me on the bridge. He's already here. Good. I'm on my way. Mishima disconnected the comms, checked himself one more time in the mirror, and then left his small empty room. It was time for another fight. Kilmister was waiting for him on the large bridge. Several other shipborne rage members were settled in front of the range of control points, although the Aaron Percival essentially flew itself. Jacobs kept track of comms between the ship and the six attack craft that accompanied it, and other persons assessed ship systems, navigation, and troop and weapons readiness. There really was little for them all to do. The phase had taken this centuries-old human fine ship and adjusted and adapted, reworked and rebuilt, forging it into an advanced weapon of war. No one who had originally built or flown the craft would recognize it now. On the outside, functional sleekness had given way to strange shapes and protrusions, that lent it the impression of being grown rather than built. On the inside, most control systems had been removed or upgraded, and its warp drive and fuel systems were beyond Mishima's understanding. He didn't need to understand. Self-maintaining, self-repairing, 
the ship was almost a living thing, and they were its passengers. General, Kilmister said, nodding. He was another ship-born, but older than most, approaching a century, and as eager for war as ever. Scarred and marked by various combats down through the decades, Kilmister was the rage's greatest human commander. Being human, he wasn't graced with an android's capability for controlling the xenomorph army they had carried in the Aaron Percival's vast holds. Instead, he was a pilot and commander of the six attack craft, all flying within a thousand miles of Mishima's flagship. Captain, are all preparations in place? Of course. I'm ready to give the order on your command. Gamma 98 doesn't appear to have noticed our approach. By the time they do, the station's...